And welcome again to a brand new season of the podcast, season six. I really hope you're enjoying the episodes. And once again, thanks to me for joining me for a brand new season. We'll have lots of guests on the this season, uh, different authors. So um, I hope you enjoy it. And once again, so this this um author is I had for the for the first episode of season six. James C. Wallace the second. Uh, very interesting podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Thank you. Hi and welcome to Mark's motivational podcast for this Authors Tuesday. Today I'm delighted to be joined by another guest, uh, James C. Wallace. Um, thanks a lot for joining me today, James. Thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to be talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much. So we might start the podcast off, if that's okay. Um, if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves and the, yourself and the book books you've written, would be great, please. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, first of all, my name is James C. Wallace II. Uh, as the second, very, sorry. Oh, that's okay, because the second <laughs> reminds second. me that uh, it's a tribute to my father, someone that I was very, uh, who was very influential in my writing and uh, my ability to communicate. Uh, I was born in West Virginia, as my father was. And most of my family, in fact, we immigrated from Scotland in 1743 to Philadelphia and then eventually worked our way over to uh, eastern or western Virginia and founded the town of Guyandot. And uh, we were there ever since until about 1967 when dad moved us around for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. I've been in prison for years, but always as a, a visitor, never a, never a participant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I've got a degree in physics, uh, a minor in theater, which kind of comes up a little later when you ask about how I got into writing. Um, but I've been an astronomer most of my life, and uh, I used to run the fourth largest planetarium in the nation. Uh, did a lot of work for the Children's Museum of Indianapolis. Uh, did some contract work for NASA, and um, got into writing. Well, early on in my life, but got into children's fantasy writing. Oh, about two thousand and nine, and. It really took off for me. Uh, I had been a, a science writer for a long time doing technical stuff in physics and astronomy and all, but uh, I had been working on a book, uh, I would call it a textbook on optics and warfare, and I'd kind of run into a block. And when I put that down, the Land of Oz kind of called to me and said, hey, you need to write. And I started writing and I haven't been able to stop, although it, it does exercise the demons in my skull, so I'm kind of happy about that. Great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, because you, you've written uh, children's books, uh, James. Is that correct? You, you, you've, how did you get into um, uh, writing children's books? Yes, I, I write children's books because I have five children and 19 grandchildren. So, well, you know, yeah. I got to write for somebody, and at least I have a built-in audience. Yeah, definitely, yeah. No, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from because I've got three kids of my own, like, and they give you great um, stories, don't they? My grandchildren are, are, are the joy of my life, and, and yeah. well, I, I've had no issues there. We've, uh, we've got 19 grandchildren. Uh, we lost one, and, and in fact, Heavenly has been incorporated into a number of my stories, and so I've been able to uh, memorialize and, and so, uh, yeah, they, although my inspiration comes from some of the oddest places. Um, uh, broken green glass in a, in a, in a park in New York state, or, you know, I'll, I'll see a pair of slippers, rainbow slippers in a, uh, in a Goodwill 
or something. And it, it's odd where the influences come from, but you know, my grandkids are who I eventually aim for when I turn when I turn to writing. Great stuff, great stuff. Because yeah, like um, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about your your grandchild, and um, it's really nice to be able to br- br- uh, bring bring your bring your your grandchild into the stories. Uh, yes, she started out with a small part, and over the last few books, I've been able to increase her involvement in the Land of Oz, and it's it's my way of paying tribute to her. She was very special. She was paralyzed at uh, eight years old, and I believe she was uh, eight years old and and uh, died at uh, eleven years old. So oh, it, it was difficult, strange. and it still hurts. Mm-hmm. That happened in uh, two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, actually, and uh, cool. it is what it is. You know, we we loved her dearly. We still do. It, it, the pain will never go away. But writing about her brings the healing about, and it's very critical to me that I do that. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Because we all have different ways of dealing with stuff like that. So, um, th- thanks a lot for sharing that with everybody. Well, I will say, I've, I've led a blessed life. I've chased every dream I've ever had. I've caught a couple of them, uh, and this was really the only thing that ever impacted me in a difficult way it also forced me to confront uh, a writing that i did in a book called the ozian adventures of pickles and blue where i wrote about the death of a child through child abuse and that was a that was a most intense and difficult chapter writing about the death of a child i will never do that again that was that was very difficult uh, but it was a necessary thing because of the characters i was uh, exploring and, and getting out onto the page right i got you yeah yeah and what's the name of your book, Sam James, please, for people that are listening? Oh, my. Well, let's see. Uh, there's Magician of Oz, Shadow Demon of Oz, Family of Oz, and The Ozian Adventures of Pickles and Blue. Uh, and that's my own writing. My wife joined me for The Emerald Slippers of Oz, Tales of Oz, which is a collection of short stories about the animals of Oz. If you have a tale, you have a tale to tell, so to speak. And then there's even more Tales of Oz, uh, Gnomes of Oz, uh, The Twin Witches of Oz, The First Witches of Oz. And then I veered off on a trilogy with another author uh, on blending Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz together. And we've re-released our first book. Um, let me see if I can remember the whole name because it's a long title here. Um, uh, of Cabbages, Kings, and Even Odd Queens of Wonderland and Oz. And we're re-releasing the volumes two and three later on this year and early next year. So I've I've written uh, pretty much uh, almost a dozen books now. Wow! Congratulations! And um, you know what you can do is send me the links to them as well, um, James, and I can put them on the show notes. And oh, where can people? Yeah, where can people uh, get your books um, uh, as well? They're, they're available primarily on Amazon.com, and I know. Uh, that Ireland and, and, and the British Isles and, and all of those areas have their own links to that. And so it's, it's possible to get on amazon.com through, through uh, your own servers and, and find my books. If you, uh, you know, if you type in Magician of Oz, it normally comes up. Uh, but again, I will provide the links and, and you'll get a chance to actually get a look at me and, and my wife and five kids. Quite stuff, quite stuff. And, um, and yeah, because me, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan when I was a child myself of the Wizard of Oz. So, so you have a um, very interested guest or um, a customer here as well. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, the Wizard of Oz is the classic American children's fairy tale. L. Frank yeah. Baum, 
you know, he tried a lot of different careers. It didn't really mm. seem to succeed very well until he discovered writing about Oz. And he had really only intended on writing a single book, which is what I had intended on when I wrote Magician of Oz. But like L. Frank Baum, uh, you know, we weren't permitted to write only one. We had to keep going. And, and my goal is to exceed the number of books he's written. And I'm on track to do that so far. Uh, I'm actually working on Aquarain in Oz, which is a, a mermaid queen who visits the land of Oz. And then my next book will be uh, a very unique book based on the movie. And it's called Gone with the Schwinn, the Almira Gulch story. And it's about the old lady you see in the beginning riding the bike who takes Toto. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. great. I'm, I'm looking forward that. to it. My wife and I have already begun fleshing out some of the early you know, notes and chapters for it. It's funny. I always uh, um, remember back uh, looking at that and wondering what whatever happened to her. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, you know, in the book, um, mm. there is no Elmira Gulch, but there is there is one in the movie, and of course, uh, we have a little Chihuahua we named Elmira Gulch, and she's she's quite a quite a hoot. Great stuff. Yeah, brilliant. And as well as that, James. Um, Kind of, do you have like a strategy you use with your writing? Like, do you when you when you're writing your books, do you kind of uh, write a certain amount of words a day, or what way do you do it yourself? Ah, well, with Magician of Oz, when I first started, I wrote a chapter a night and finished 28 chapters in 30 days, and I was ready to go. And it, it it's my style of writing is a very stream of consciousness, very frenetic, frantic kind of writing. I will write a chapter a night. I will flesh out a chapter uh early on and i'll get about a dozen chapters uh going with the storyline i really don't know how it's going to end or even where it's going to go when i begin but as i begin writing the chapters each night i'll write a chapter and i generally will try to do that once i get started until i'm done uh it, it's rare that i will stop uh, covid kind of put a, mm. a bite on that so to speak uh, you would think with nothing else to do i'd have plenty of time to write and yet covid did not uh did not permit me that opportunity i never got it but um my my goal in writing is is to is to go stream of consciousness just from the get-go and don't stop until i'm done and then generally once i'm done i'll look the story over and there's very little editing that i do um i've had my works edited a couple of times in the past and the editors tend to take the heart of the story out and and my style yeah. of writing uses a lot of puns uses a lot of analogies uses a lot of unique uh, what we call hoosierisms uh these are sayings and phrases that you see a lot in in mid-america especially here in indiana where they're known as hoosiers now, I'm, I'm a west virginia boy but i did marry a hoosier farm girl who uh who makes a potato soup so good i actually wrote about it in my first book magician of oz so she's an amazing right. cook and a, and a fine woman <laughs> great stuff yeah yeah because that's interesting what you're saying there because you know like a lot of people when they write a piece of work, they'll keep coming, going back and changing it. And it kind of takes the good out of it. So I, I, lo I love the, I love what you're saying there, James. Oh, yeah. I, I, if it comes out of my head, once I look at it, I'm pretty happy with it. I might, I might, you know, swap a couple of sentences, mainly for continuity, but I almost mm. never remove anything. It's rare. Um, I will edit for punctuation and spelling, of course, although there yeah. are a couple of words that I misspell on purpose. Uh, for example, here in America, we use the word sandwich instead of sandwich. And that's that's a Midwest term, and I, I use sandwiches. And, you know, we we use a variety of, of Hoosierisms like that. And so, yeah, once I write it, that's it. And I really don't like to touch it. 
That's funny you should say. We in Ireland, the, myself, I'll call it a sandwich as well. S A M. So you know, yeah, it's very common here in the Midwest. Maybe yeah. not so much in California, out in New York City, but you know, we's yeah. in Indiana, and, and here we, we we call them sandwiches. Yeah, we, well, we 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 are brothers over here in Dublin, but most of us do anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I suppose, um, what kind of books um inspired you the most i suppose like the films of the wizard of oz you kind of answered but if you could kind of say what other kind of books really kind of inspire you to to write well you would find it uh rather unique to know that the wizard of oz is not my favorite movie uh, although okay. i love return to oz which was a sequel to it as a little closer to the books um my favorite movie actually is yellow submarine which i think is the greatest movie ever made i love the music i love the message mm. and everything uh, in terms of books, I have a couple of authors that uh, I'm very uh, in tune to. Mark Twain, of course, is mm. is my number one writer. His his ability to craft phrases and and paint a word picture is something that I'm I'm very fond of. And so and I have a couple of first edition books of his uh, that I'm that's in my library. They're the they're the pride of my collection. Mm. Uh, I also tend to read this one author author called Don Marquis. That's uh, D-O-N-M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. He's a very odd writer. He's only written a couple books, uh, but he has a style that I try to mimic uh, very closely. And, and, and his stuff is really unique. Uh, I don't read a lot of sci-fi. I mean, I like sci-fi and all. Uh, of course, I've read Dune and, and you know, all of those books, Lord of the Rings and, and, and that type of series and all. But uh, I've read, of course, all of L. Frank Baum's books. He had 14 books, uh, in fact. Most people briefly remember that, you know, book one is what the movie is based on, but most people don't realize he wrote 14 total. And there's some unique stories in there. And everything I write about is based on those original 14. I'm allowed to use them because of the, the copyright laws that, you know, he's been dead longer than 75 years. And so it's really his books, uh, Mark Twain's books, uh, Don Marquis, and, um, and that's about it. That's That, that really... Uh, influence how I write. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a good list. That's a great list. And I, I suppose as well, movies as well. What kind of favorite films do you like to watch as well? Well, Yellow Submarine is, a, is of course, my favorite. I, I love all the Harry yeah. Potter movies. Um, right. yeah. Uh, you know, wonderful stuff. I never grow tired of watching them, you know, and, and, and I'll sit down and, and while they, they don't inspire me to write and all, it, it certainly gets my mind going about the magic aspect of it. Of course, mm. when I write, we always try to make our magic as realistic as possible. Um, mm. and, and just as a point of information, I am a magician as well. I've been a magician in the International Brotherhood of Magicians, Ring 210, the Duke Stern chapter out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, for 53 years now. So I'm actually wow. in the order of Merlin Excalibur, which is very rare, and I'm the second youngest member. So, you know, my magical background helps me to, to do that as well. That, that plays an important role in how I write. Well, that's that's funny because I've only uh, recently got interested in magic myself. Like, um, I bought a course on Udemy, and I, I found find it fascinating. The stuff you can do with mentalism and magic tricks is is incredible. So, th that's great. Now, I will say that mentalism was never my forte. I was much more into uh, table magic, uh, close up, uh, card yeah. card effects. In card fact, effects. when I write about them, there's there's a there's a storyline in Shadow Demon of Oz about a deck of cards that comes to life and uh, wow. and and you know, 
the young <laughs> magician who's the hero of the story. You know, he it's it's basically me uh, and my youth in, in magic clubs and translating that into Land of Oz. So, yeah, um, there is another movie I like. And it's the most bizarre movie I've ever seen. I've watched it over a dozen times now and I still don't get it. And it's called Eraserhead. Don't ask me why, but that one sticks out in my brain. It's a bizarre one. Uh, mm. But other than that, I love animated films. You know, cartoons, Ren and Stimpy, you know, Chuck Jones, uh, Warner Brothers, Bugs Bunny, you know, Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. I just, I love animated films because, you know, there's no limitations mm. there. You can yeah, do anything right. you want. And would you hope to kind of, from your books, to get some kind of, films would that be your hope yourself james or it's always, have you my told goal. About that? it's always my goal as every author you certainly want your work to be out there for people to enjoy and and to have it yeah. on on the screen would be very nice and release to tv mm. would be fine I, I know a couple of uh, hollywood producers and i'm constantly putting bugs in their ear about it and one of these days you know one of those bugs will take hold and we'll see what happens but if not you know it's not why i got into uh into writing yeah. in fact i like to tell people one of my goals in life is to uh, become filthy, stinking rich. And today, I'm yeah. two-thirds of the way there. I'm, I'm filthy and I stink. If I could just <laughs> get the rich part down, I, I'd be happy. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, yeah. Do you have any favorite music to listen to as well yourself, James? Any kind of music? Do you actually listen to music when you write sometimes? Because I've only started doing that myself recently. No, I actually prefer silence. I tend to write after midnight from about midnight to 2 a.m. If I can get a chapter done in about a, about two hours or so, I prefer to do it in silence. It lets my brain percolate, uh, so to speak. But I, I am, of course, a lifelong Beatles fan. I grew up with the Beatles. Uh, I have all my parents' original Beatles albums from the 60s. And I, there's always a Beatles album on the turntable at home. And the grandkids are like, do it, Grandpa, do it. You know, because they've never seen you put a needle down on a black disc and music comes out of it. So yeah. I, I love the Beatles. Uh, two nights ago, I was at a Yes concert, and uh, Yes was a band that I, I grew up with that I absolutely loved. Of course, Rush and Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and the, the classic rock and rollers, um, mm. although I have discovered a new band lately called The Hue, spelled H-U, and they're a Mongolian rock band and uh, very heavy metal, but and you can't understand a word they sing, but you don't have to. It's really good music. Great stuff. Sounds brilliant. Must check it out myself. That's brilliant. Yeah, they are then, very unique. Uh, they play on traditional Mongolian instruments, but they've been electrified. And so the sound is unlike oh. anything you've ever heard. Oh, sounds brilliant. Sounds really good. Yeah, thanks for that. And uh, well, uh, places to travel, where do you like to travel yourself? Do you like to, um, where's your favorite place to go on holidays or vacation, as they call it? Well, we, uh, we tend to go camping out in uh, various campgrounds with a camper. Um, my wife and I like doing wine trails here in the various states. We have these little, you know, we have wineries and distilleries that will, uh, they'll make little trails where you go to different ones and you visit, you taste their wine and all that. And when you, when you complete a trail, you get a t-shirt or something. We did the, uh, the Kentucky bourbon trail and we got matching t-shirts there. And, and that was kind of fun. You go to Jack Daniels and, uh, well, that's not yeah. in Kentucky, but you know, there are a variety of bourbon trails. We do that. And, uh, let me see, what else do we do? Uh, we, one of our favorite hobbies is just hitting Goodwills. We we go in like a hundred square mile area of our of our hometown here, and we hit Goodwills and thrift stores. And sometimes I'll find stuff there that inspires me to write. Brilliant! That sounds great. That sounds really really good. 
Yeah. So it's been great having you on, James. I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. And um, I might just ask you one more question, if you don't mind, before you go. Please. Yeah, advice for listeners to keep them them uh, motivated in their writing. If you were to give just a little sentence for that people that are listening, would be great, please. Well, what I would recommend is write about something you know about that you're passionate about. If you're writing about something you have no knowledge of or that doesn't inspire you, the writing won't be inspired and it won't inspire people to read your writing. So you need to, to reach within which is how, what I've done. I've reached within with my losing our granddaughter health and all uh, as a way of healing. Uh, I include astronomy in all my books. I include my wife's cooking in all my books. And so the things that I know about are what I use to inspire my writing. And again, for your listeners out there, if you're going to write, you write what you know. You know, uh, it's, it's an old saying, but it's, it's tried and true and it works every time. Wow, that's brilliant. Thanks so much for that voice. That, that's really, really oh, yeah. good. And yeah. I'll leave you with the words of the wizard from the Wizard of Oz. It's a quote of his that most people don't recognize until you describe the scene to him. But he used to say, per ardua ad alta, which is a Latin phrase. And I always include Latin in all my books. It's a Latin phrase that says, through great difficulties to great heights. Wow, that's incredible. Brilliant. I love that. That's great. Thank <laughs> Thanks you. so much. So listen, I wish you all the success going forward with your books and your all your writing and all you do. And um, make sure you send me through them links and I can put them up in the show notes. Is that okay? Oh, I will absolutely do that. I certainly appreciate the opportunity to share my vision with others. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Okay. Thanks a million for listening to Mark's Motivational Podcast and Another Authors Tuesday with James C. Wallace II. Um, so um, once again the best of luck with everything um, in your writing James yes take care and I'll talk to you soon thank you oh ta-da <laughs>